0: Any society that will give up a little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and lose both. I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Our unalterable resolution should be to be free. Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight Lab Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Gentlemen may cry, Peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north. We'll bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What should they have? Is life so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God! I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Those very famous words are a part of a speech spoken by Patrick Henry in March of 1775 at St. John's Church in Richmond, Virginia. In the introduction, you heard quotes from Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and Samuel Adams. Here are some more words from Samuel Adams. If you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animating contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. All of these quotes from our founding fathers is my way of saying to you, and I guess to you that are citizens of the United States of America, Happy Independence Day. But also, it is going to move us into the focus of this episode. And in this episode, I want to interact with a significant portion of an article that was written last week, actually last Monday night. And it's an article on a topic that was discussed throughout the week, not just Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, but all week long. And not just in this article, but by several sources that cover Major League Baseball. What prompted the article, what prompted the discussion that took place all through last week in and around Major League Baseball, was the fact that the Boston Red Sox went to Toronto to play a three-game series against the Blue Jays on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of last week. And when they went to play those games they were missing two key players. That's the Red Sox were missing two key players, Tanner Houck and Jaron Duran. The Red Sox lost two of those three games, including on Tuesday night when they took a 5-4 lead going into the bottom of the ninth, and the Blue Jays came back to win. Here's another thing. Boston is going to go back to Toronto for games 157 through 159, so the second-to-last series of the regular season. Those games are almost surely going to be very important. It may be very important to get into the wild card and and that slot. Right now, it looks like the Yankees are going to, to win the American League East. It could be important as it regards the seeding of the wild card. And if Toronto were the first seed in the American League wild card and Boston were second, right now it's actually flipped. Boston is first, Toronto is second. It would mean that all three wild card games in that first round would be played in Toronto. And the issue that people have is the lack of some key players with the Red Sox who were not there last week. And unless things change, either with the Canadian government or the vaccination status of these players, they would not be available for games 157 to 159 and potentially for the best of three series in Toronto in the wild card. This is what has so many in and around the game talking about it. Asking, what gives? Asking, why don't these guys just get the jab? Put the team before yourself. Many of them are doing so in a more guarded way, some a more forceful way, saying that the Boston Red Sox players are selfish not to get the vax. And by the way, right now, those that are uh, available for the Red Sox, Tanner Houck and Jaron Duran... They did not go, but there's another man, a very important man, that the Red Sox hope will be back well before September and be with them into October if they're in the postseason. That's Chris Sale. And the last time he was spoken to or asked, he said that he had not yet received the vaccination. So as I mentioned, there's a lot of people, reporters, former players, I did not read anything directly from an active player, but I may have missed it, that are upset. But I don't think, at least to my knowledge, no one more critically so, more in-your-face than Dan Shaughnessy. Dan Shaughnessy has been covering the Red Sox for the Boston Globe since 1981. Dan Shaughnessy is a highly skilled, highly respected, highly successful, and highly influential sports writer. And in this case, covering the Boston Red Sox. Now before I get to the article that Dan Shaughnessy wrote for the Boston Globe that came out on Monday night, I want to read a tweet that he posted Tuesday, and that was the night that the Red Sox took a 5-4 lead into the ninth and lost. This is what he tweeted out. Most richly deserved loss ever. Anti-vax Sox closer back in Boston, enjoying personal freedom while Sox Penn blows 5-4 lead in the ninth. But everybody evidently okay with Tanner Houck quitting on the team. Now you say, whew, those are some strong words. They are. But in one sense, this tweet is just a footnote to the article that Dan Shaughnessy wrote on Monday. And that's what I want to interact with. And I'm going to cover a good portion of it, nowhere near all of it. Uh, I would recommend that you read it. But the article has this headline. These absent anti-vaxxers give Red Sox no shot in Toronto. Again, this was written by Dan Shaughnessy for the Boston Globe on June the 27th, a week ago Monday, after they lost that first game in Toronto. This is how the article begins. In this region, Kyrie Irving is routinely mocked and scorned for being a selfish team killer. Now, my interest is not in the NBA, but I would like to ask this. What does he mean by in this region? It's, It's similar to saying, well, you know, people say, or they say, well, who? Who's they? Who's people? Who in this region? Everybody? All sports fans? All NBA fans? A certain group of people? Who? That's a, that's a problem that I have, but nonetheless, that's how he starts his article. Then the very next sentence, which is his second paragraph, is this. Swell. So how are you all feeling about Kyrie Houck, Kyrie Duran, and Kyrie Sale at this hour? He continues. I wonder how Red Sox players really feel, and really is italicized. And he goes on, "How would you feel if your three twenty-seven hitting leadoff batter, your white hot closer, six saves and six tries, and possibly your thirty million dollar per year erstwhile ace, chose not to help you win important games in June and, in parentheses, maybe September slash October? How I feel, how you feel?" how the Red Sox players really feel is of really little importance. The question ought to be, what do you think? What are they thinking? They being the Red Sox players that have been vaccinated, they being the Red Sox players that made the decision not to get vaccinated. Ask the question, why are the convictions of these three men strong enough that they're willing to miss games? They're willing to lose out on money and service time and they're willing to be the barbecue for 4th of July celebrations for so many reporters. Those are the kind of questions we ought to ask. How I feel, how you feel, how they feel, give me a break with that. But Chauncey goes on. That was the situation when the scalding hot Sox arrived in Toronto. The Sox were without rookie outfielder Darren Duran, four steals and five attempts, and bullpen stopper Tanner Houck. Two young stars who have chosen personal freedom, and he puts personal freedom in scare quotes. They've chosen personal freedom over helping the team. Both players have refused to get vaccinated against COVID-19, which makes them ineligible to play in Toronto. They seem to be following the lead of Chris Sale, who's been on the shelf for two years, but said he was still not vaccinated last time we asked. He uses the word personal freedom or the phrase a lot. He used it in the tweet. Here, he uses it in scare quotes. What's scary to me is to have Dan Shaughnessy, in it, and it appears a significant number of other people that are citizens of the United States, believing that personal freedom is something basically irrelevant, something that we can give up with very little concern. I don't get that. He, he thinks we can give these things up, and many do. We can give up personal freedom, and that doesn't mean the loss of both liberty and security. That it, that kind of attitude doesn't lead to peaceful slavery. When our founders said, no, actually, it leads to those things. Again, as Sam Adams said, our unalterable resolution should be to be free. Shaughnessy continues a little bit later. Duran has played only 13 games in the major leagues this year, 46 over two seasons, but was an offensive catalyst when the Sox swept the Guardians in Cleveland over the weekend. He turns 26 in September and is battling to stay in the big leagues. But he says that this is a personal decision and told Mass Live, I'm still doing my research. Next paragraph is only four words long. Dr. Google, no doubt. I asked. Dr. Google, maybe Dan Shaughnessy ought to do a little bit more reading from highly educated and highly respected doctors and scientists. In some cases, doctors and scientists that are worldwide leaders in areas of medicine and science that are pertinent to this issue. Maybe he ought to look at the thousands of pages of documentation from highly respectable doctors and scientists. Now, I've never consulted Dr. Google for medical advice, but I will say this. I would trust that doctor more than I trust Dr. Fauci. But let's go back to Shaughnessy. There was a time when a kid would do anything to get a day in the big leagues. Now the opportunity is dismissed in the name of personal freedom. Again, he is writing this whole article as if personal freedom is meaningless. Or at best, it is so far down the order of priorities, we shouldn't concern ourselves with it. And when you say it used to be a kid would do anything to get to the big leagues, I was one of those kids. And I would say I did anything to get to the big leagues. But that anything is qualified. If we are actually asking people to do anything to get to the big leagues, to do anything to help their team win, we have lost every aspect of anything that could be called right or wrong, moral or immoral. Anything to get to the big leagues, anything to help my team win, is always going to have parameters unless my conscience has been completely seared. How does this attitude square with the quotes that I've read from our founding fathers? And I could bring out dozens more founding fathers and hundreds of more quotes that would be in line with that. How does this attitude expressed here square with that? This is Independence Day in the United States of America. How does it square with Patrick Henry? Give me liberty or give me death. Was he just a a madman? Did he have his priorities all out of whack? And not only Patrick Henry, but all of the others that fought so that we have a nation, so that we can celebrate Independence Day every July 4th. Returning to Shaughnessy's article, the aforementioned Hauk made it clear that he won't take the shot, while simultaneously saying, I'll do whatever I need to help us win. For what it's worth, both Duran and Houck clearly don't have a problem with needles. Both players have more tattoos than Lady Gaga and Harry Styles. So let's first start with the first sentence. And again, it's a single paragraph. Houck saying that he's not going to get the shot, but he'll do whatever he needs to do to help his team win. And Dan Shaughnessy is writing as if Tanner Houck is being disingenuous. But again, Whatever I need to do is not without qualifications, or if it is, it's without any semblance of morality. And then what about the tattoos? That is completely irrelevant to the issue at hand. It's completely irrelevant to the whole conversation. It is truly, and you're not going to like me for this, it's a cheap jab. Returning to Shaughnessy. The anti-vax Sox have another minor leaguer, outfielder Ryan Fitzgerald a former independent leaguer who has clawed his way up to AAA Worcester, but told the Globe's Alex Spire, quote, If I miss my big league shot because of that, no vaccination, it is what it is. I'm not going to think twice about it. End of quote. Whether you agree or Dan Atronacy agrees or disagrees with the decision that Ryan Fitzgerald has made, Everybody ought to recognize that he is showing some uncompromising convictions and he ought to be applauded for that. Here's a guy who has worked hard and I would guess his dream, maybe his biggest dream, but one of his biggest dreams for sure, is to become a major league baseball player. But he says, there's a line in the sand I am not willing to cross. And if not crossing that line means I don't fulfill my dream, I will not cross that line. Ryan Fitzgerald and people like him ought to be applauded. That is, applauded if we actually care about conviction, and if we actually care that people are able to live free. Skipping over a few paragraphs, I pick back up in this article. Shaughnessy writes, It has nothing to do with politics or science. It's an issue of professional athletes being able to compete. How many of you have jobs where there are no consequences when you choose, and that's in italic letters, to make yourself unavailable for work? Well, first of all, many people no longer have jobs in Major League Baseball. And when I say Major League Baseball, I'm talking about Major and Minor League Affiliated Baseball. Many people no longer have jobs in Major League Baseball. Many people no longer have jobs around our nation and around the world. And the reason they don't is not for making themselves unavailable for work. But it is because they were given an ultimatum. Either get the jab or you don't have a job. Secondly, this is most definitely about politics. Recall, this is Canada. This is Toronto. It's the tyrannical politics of Justin Trudeau and his regime that ultimately is the cause of all of this. Not the players refusing to be vaccinated. And I'm going to say this, I'm confident to say this, there are some Canadian citizens, if they know about these players, that are rooting for these players, hoping they stand their ground. And I believe there are actually Toronto Blue Jays fans that are also rooting for these players, that don't want to see these players cave, and the number one reason isn't because it gives their favorite team an advantage, but because they're living in Canada, They have witnessed what has taken place in particular in the last two years. They know this is 100% about politics, and if you want to bring science into the equation in a simple way, it's about political science. Shaughnessy continues to write, The Yankees took care of the issue in April. All Yankee players did the team thing, not the anti-vax Red Sox. I don't know if Dan Shaughnessy wrote any more stinging words in this article than those. When somebody from Boston, working for the Boston Globe, covering the Boston Red Sox for more than 40 years, praises the Yankees and denounces the Red Sox, and doing so in a comparative way, Yankees and Red Sox, that is as in your face as you can get. He continues. The Sox last year were the only one of 10 playoff teams that failed to reach the 85% vaccination threshold. And now they are a playoff contender that won't say anything to offend players who care more about personal freedom than their commitment to the team. Listen to this next paragraph. Wonder what Ted Williams would think. Williams didn't talk about his personal freedom, again in square quotes, when he was called to serve his country in World War II and again in the Korean conflict. Williams flew 39 combat missions in Korea and lost almost five seasons of his prime while serving his country. Today, the Red Sox players, or the Red Sox have players, who care more about their personal freedom than helping the team. Again, it's mind-boggling how little significance, if any, Dan Shaughnessy gives to personal freedom. And also, you see, he continues to use anti-vax as a pejorative. And he's acting as if personal freedom should be completely disregarded or given up as something of little value. And then Ted Williams, are you kidding me? No doubt, Ted Williams was willing to give up some prime years of his Major League Baseball career. And in doing so, he knew more than that. He was willing to give up his life. But what he didn't do... He did not give up his personal freedom. He was fighting for personal freedom. His and every one of us who are citizens of the United States of America. Everybody ought to care about personal freedom more than anything outside of the freedom of obeying King Jesus. I remember back in the early 2000s, the whole drug thing, steroids, all of that. And there was conversation at that time and debate about whether drug testing should be mandatory. Of course, we know that it has been for almost 20 years now. But I remember a writer saying, or writing, these players care more about their civil liberties than the integrity of the game. And when I read that line, I thought, well, I sure would hope so. Absolutely. And we ought to care more about personal freedom than we do about doing something that may or may not benefit a team. That's all that I want to interact with in that article. He writes a few more paragraphs, but for the most part, they're about what happened and they're baseball-oriented, although I guess I will read the final sentence of this article. He says, Back in Boston, Hauk and Duran are scheduled to work out together Wednesday at Fenway Park. Again, that is a facetious statement. That's just a statement of fact that they're going to be doing so. It's a very facetious statement. Now, here's the thing. Every single game in professional baseball, major league, minor league, independent baseball, they play the national anthem prior to the game starting. Now, maybe Dan Shaughnessy would, as some others would like, they would like to see that change. However, we need to understand something. There is no flag flying or the land of the free without the United States of America being the home of the brave. I believe it's the goal of many, in and outside of baseball, to revile, ostracize, and ultimately eliminate the those brave men who will stand for principle, for conviction, regardless of the cost. And some want to see this happen in order to silence the brave, and that in order that freedom no longer rings. Allow me a slight diversion, but not really. A couple of weeks ago, and again this past week, I sent out a message to people saying, is if anybody sees anybody at any level of professional baseball rejoicing in Roe being overturned, let me know. So far, as of Monday morning, July the 4th, one person has been brought to my attention, and so I want to recognize him. His name is Tanner Allen. He was a fourth round pick with Miami in 2021 out of Mississippi State. He plays for Beloit, high ball team for the Marlins. Interestingly, I didn't know this, I had to look it up, when I was at the game between West Michigan and Beloit back in May, Tanner Allen played right field that game. I got a chance to see him play if I had known that he was going to do what he did, which was to publicly rejoice in Roe being overturned, I would have found him. I would have walked down to the clubhouse, the dugout or whatever, and said, thank you, stand strong. Now, again, it's only a slight diversion because it's these kind of people, people like Tanner Allen, who so far, from what I can tell, is the only professional baseball player to acknowledge it is a good thing and a blessing from God for Roe to be overturned. It's these kind of people that our society and Major League Baseball is trying to shut up and or remove. So going back to the issue at hand as it regards the Red Sox and Vaxes and all of that. You know, it's interesting. That might not be the right word, but it's interesting how not only a citizen of the United States of America... But a Massachusetts native working in the city of Boston for decades, that would be Dan Shaughnessy, can so easily dismiss personal freedom. I mean, think about it. Massachusetts and Boston in the history of our country. But I recognize the real problem here. Joe Boot actually put a quote from R.J. Rushdooney on Twitter this week, and it fits very well. This is what Rushdooney wrote. Nothing in heaven or in earth can stand apart from Jesus Christ. To have a Christless education, politics, or economics is to invite disaster, which we are seeing. If we build on such a lie, we turn our lives into a lie, and we make disaster inevitable. Now, he didn't mention sports or Major League Baseball, but we could insert that in there as well. And we know whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We know that without King Jesus, no person, no nation, can enjoy true and lasting freedom. These are some of the words from the song you're probably very familiar with. Let freedom ring down through the ages from a hill called Calvary. You can be free and you can sing let freedom ring, let freedom ring. As I read that article from Dan Shaughnessy, as I listened to podcasts and read other articles throughout the course of the week, so many people addressing this topic It reminded me, it reminded me that this is just one skirmish in the war. The war that is between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. And so I ask you, brothers and sisters, why stand we here idle? And I have another question. It's a hypothetical question, but play along with me. Let's say that later today, in honor of Independence Day, Major League Baseball announced that every professional baseball player at all levels is free to use anabolic steroids. All of the evidence would say to us that it undoubtedly increases performance and thus improves a team's chance of winning, of their success. So my question is, would Dan Shaughnessy, other members of the media, even staff and players in Major League Baseball, belittle, begrudge, and bemoan? Would they mock and scorn as selfish team killers All those players who refuse to put that drug in their body. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for listening.